All right, so you're looking to buy a property. 65% of people that are inquiring on properties actually have to sell. And how do you actually navigate that buy sell? Stay tuned, we're gonna help you with it right now. Morning, Mark. Mr. Silich, how are you? I just want to say to everyone, Michael lives in near Monavale and mm. took his grandma to Dalton House for a wedding yesterday and picked her up yesterday. And that is probably one of the nicest things. And you're a real estate agent. It just it, it, it it's weird. When we're meant to be mean fellas. What a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> what a good guy what an ad if I had a grandson like you I'd be proud <laughs> thank you Mark and for everyone that doesn't know but I'm sure most people do yesterday was Mark's birthday so happy birthday Mr Novak Woo! good day good day brekkie with the family 13 of us 8 till 11 on the couch messages and calls and and a uh, bit, bit of social media, three hours. Such a real estate agent. <laughs> hung by the pool. And friends, um, uh, but mitzvah last night. So uh, Mimi nice. and Arik's son. Nice. So we, we, had, we had a big day. It was jam-packed. Jam 47 now. Brilliant. 47. 47 years 47. young. That's maturity, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, and now, now the question's coming. What are you going to do for your 50th? I'm like, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Oh. So, no, it's exciting. Exciting. And Saturday night, Fred put on a nice Barbie for me. Christened his Barbie. Oh. Yeah. That's a birthday. So um, this is the this is a big question because it's it's huge emotions for people. Um mm. They they know they they need to make the next move. They know they've got to sell. They know they've got to buy. They're not people aren't particularly transactional. And, and in our industry, we think just assume that everyone is because we do it so much. But you're probably only doing the buy sell a couple of times in your life. Hmm. Um, it's not a lot, so it must really freak people out. It is. It's a scary thing because I think, and we always see people ask it as well, should I buy first? Should I sell first? I don't want to sell first because I, then I don't know where I'm going to go. And I don't want to buy first because then I don't want to be backed into a corner and don't want to have to sell. Um, and it's a really, really tough thing because it's different if you're transacting an item um, or something maybe that's not as sentimental to you. But when you're talking about, for most people, the family home, um, which is the main topic of today's conversation. It's a really, really tough thing because it's not just a transaction. There's a lot of emotions involved as well. Um, and sometimes the rationality of it is really tough to, I guess, see clearly through. It's, um, it, it's, uh, and I remember seeing some data on realestate.com and they were saying people that are inquiring on your property, 65%, 67%, um, 
are looking to actually sell um, something. So mm. it is a huge number, and I think people don't realise that they're actually re- they're in the boat with everyone else. It's actually it's a very very normal emotion. It's a very very normal situation. You feel like the only you're the only one that hasn't sold and isn't ready. But that's that's you know that's where it all starts. That you know mm. as much as two out of three people that are inquiring on a property um, aren't ready to complete the transaction by the purchase um, and sale at the same time. So it's huge. It's huge. And it's really interesting to see as well. So to give everyone a bit of context, as real estate agents, when we're selling a property, we get a contract to sale from the solicitor. Um, and on that, it'll have all the information of the sale for vendors. Traditionally, on that contract to sale, there will be a 42-day settlement on that front page. Um, which is how long from the day of exchange till the day the owners have to move out, hand over the keys to the new owners. That's the stock standard, six weeks. I have found, especially in the past sort of 12, 18 months, that has not been the average. That has really started to push out where before people were looking at potentially doing shorter settlements, some a little bit longer. Now, the standard, I think, could probably be closer to 10 weeks or even closer to three months, and is not unusual for people to request where everyone's going, I'm happy to sell or I'm happy to buy, but I need extra time on my end as well. So, Michael, what I like about what you do for a job is you are, um, so together with Lisa, um, you guys are doing the most amount of transactions on the Northern Beaches. There's 560-odd real estate agents, and you guys are number one um, transactionals. Um, now, why that's important is uh, Lisa's dealing more with the sellers, you're dealing more with the buyers. Um, that's, that's the way you've got your structure. So technically, you're dealing exclusively with more buyers than anyone else on the Northern Beaches, and probably in the country, you'd be up there with dealing with the most amount of buyers out there in the country transactional. So you're really well equipped um, to take metric. us down this road. Yeah, hmm. it's good metric. And you're well equipped to go through, take us down the road of what a buyer's doing um, and how they actually how they're constructing the sale. So um, how are they doing it? Yeah, good question. So and I'm very fortunate to be speaking with a lot of the buyers out there. So it gives, a, I guess, a bit of weight to what we're seeing um, happen. And like I said before, there is that longer um, lag time that people are looking for with their settlements. And I find... It depends on the individual. So, because like the the um, topic name, buy first, sell first, I'm not seeing one clear cut way that people are opting to go. If you ask someone, they're saying, some people are going, I will not sell first. I want to find the property that I want to buy. Um, I'm very particular in my needs. So I've got to find that property first and then I'll go out and sell. Otherwise, I'm not going to be selling. And then there's other people you ask and they'll go, no, there's no way I'd buy first. I'm not going to put myself into a corner. I'll sell my property. I'll know how much I'm sitting on. uh, And then I'll go out and find something. And the bottom line is there's risks associated with both sides of it. There is no perfect way. Depends on your risk tolerance. Depends on the timing that you have um, in terms of for the transaction. Uh, And it depends on your financial situation as well. Some people are ready to go with bridging finance and can make it work if the timelines stretch out. Other people have really got to nail it right there and then. Um, otherwise, they can't afford to stretch it out. So it just really depends on each individual situation. Um, I wouldn't say I'd necessarily go one way or another. Traditionally, people normally would sell first before buying just to give themselves that flexibility. What have you normally seen, Mark? 
Um, I, you know, whether the there's a really hard emotional thing that I find people have with with um, putting their property on the market. I think people don't differentiate between putting their property on the market and selling. I think I always liken selling to fishing, and yeah. they when when they put the bait in the water, the house to sell, yeah. they think the shark will come along and just go boom and buy their property. But what they don't realise is they're in the box seat and they're fully in control of this transaction. I wish people would put their property on the market and take their property off the market more freely. Um, yes. Because I think it could facilitate the transaction of the sale and the purchase easier. Um, mm. And what they should be doing is even like pre-market. And then the, I call that like a price discovery process. So they can... Yeah. They, everyone, every agent thinks they know what that property is worth and the, and the seller thinks they know what that property is worth. But until they go through that uh, that price discovery process, i.e. putting it on the market, whether it's proper, uh, you know, proper campaign or whether it's a pre-market campaign, they're going to get good price discovery. They're going to get their toe in the sand. They're going to get exposure. It's a segue to the, to the transaction of the buy and the sell. It just sort of happens. Yeah, I agree. Um, what, what I think, and I think that's absolutely brilliant what you said there, because in a perfect world, um, which doesn't my birthday, line up, so I'm a, year, I'm a year smarter now. Yeah, I can. It's profound. Um, yeah. So what we found is, in a perfect world, someone will try and buy and sell and exchange simultaneously. That's in a perfect world. You've been on the market. You find a property you want to buy that's perfect. You sell for the right price on the day, and you buy for the right price on the exact same day. That's in the in an isolation, the perfect world. Um, so what you want to try and do is bring it as close to that as possible. And like Mark said there, going through, putting your toe in the water, going through that sort of almost pre-market phase, um, I think is a great way of doing it because like Mark said, you get, you get that price discovery, you find out what your property is worth. And also there's a nature of the law of attraction to it as well. Um, I find that when the vendors put their property in the market, of course, you're going to go out and start looking at properties. And when you start looking for things, you find things. Before, people go, oh, I scroll on realestate.com. I watch it every now and then. I can never find anything that's right for me. All of a sudden, you put your property up pre-market. You've got buyers coming through. You go, oh, this is really happening now. We're going to make it happen. You're out looking every Saturday. And all of a sudden, the property you're looking for seems to find its way to you. I mean, I strongly believe, not just in real estate, but everything in life, there is that law of attraction. So when you start to put the wheels in motion, it will make it happen quicker for yourself. Um, and you will be surprised that you might find what you're looking for. And the good thing is you're already out ready to go on the other side as well on the sale also. So it's about trying to line up the timings. Now, guys, this is a live show. If you've got any questions, throw them, throw them at us at the moment. Um, but Michael, if you are going to fly you have to go to the edge of the cliff and people don't want to go to the edge of the cliff. They are yeah. just like, nah, 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 we're going to do it from our couch. It's not yeah, going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's not going to happen. So you are just going to be thinking about it, just be dreaming about it, unless you're going to force yourself to the edge of that cliff to fly um, into your, into your sale and into your, into your purchase. But 
again, I have to stress, you don't physically have to make the transaction. You don't physically mm. have to sell and put, you know, no one's going to hold you around by the neck and make you sign a sale contract. Right. And no one's going to hang hold you by the neck to make you sign a buyer contract. But it's all about positioning yourself. And there's lots of variables. Um, uh, Luke's brought up today the type of asset that you're holding. You know, is it going to be an easily saleable one or, 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 or not? Um, your financial situation, have you found something to buy? I talked to a vendor the other day that we've got on the market for sale and I said, you've got to understand, we have an offer on your property, a fantastic offer on your property. Mm. And he's saying, I haven't, I haven't seen anything to buy, so look, I'm not really sure. And I said, I get it, but... We've conducted open heart surgery on your sale, and it's actually been a success. You need you need to go and conduct open heart surgery on your purchase. I said you've mm. been sitting on your couch saying there's nothing for me to buy, so you need to get out there, make offers, yeah. attend attend auctions. Still, I, I get if he doesn't want to accept an exchange on the sale component, but mm. position yourself well, which he's done on his sale, and now now he's in the perfect position. So you're the perfect seller when you don't have to sell, and you're the perfect buyer when you don't have to buy. So technically, he's in a really nice position. Exactly. Line it up. There's no exact right way. You might end up transacting to buy first because it's an opportunity. You might pull the trigger and go, this is a great offer that I've got from this buyer with a long settlement. I might sell first. But the key is run both simultaneously. The control is always in your hands um, and then make that decision that's best for you. One of the best kept secrets that lawyers can do in a contract is a delayed settlement with a reduced um, reducible by the by the seller only. I'll explain that in a sec. The second greatest thing is they can they can write into your sales contract that you can use the deposit to purchase another property. So if you've got a you know 100, 200, 300, 500 grand there to use as a deposit, it means you're not hunting for the money as a deposit. That's easy. And then if you've got a long settlement of you know 12 weeks, 16 weeks, 20 weeks, whatever that may be, you can even go six months. Um, and it's reducible. The purchaser can't reduce the settlement, but you can. Those two things can actually, if you do end up getting a cracker offer on your place, can give you a lot of comfort to do that mm. second component that I spoke about, which is not rushing your purchase. Brilliant. It's a smart idea. And I think a lot of people don't realize it's out there as well. It can be negotiated. Get a good solicitor in your corner, get a good agent in your corner, and they'll be able to help negotiate the terms that work for you for that purchase. And back to what you said, Mark, it's very profound as well. You can't fly unless you go to the edge of the cliff. It's no. just, wow, wow. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> yeah, it's, 40, it's, it's, 40, it's 47 yeah. for you, people. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, I got there, and that's what happened. So um, I hope that's I hope that's helped people today. If you are, if you've got a friend in this situation, please forward this um, show to them. Um, you know, and it's it's really important. It's it's like every single property transaction. This is probably the most feared component. Um, mm. So it's great to be able to talk to someone like you who's doing those transactions all the time. Brilliant. Thank you, Mark. Bye, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks, guys.